0: It's time for the Weber Report. Brought to you by Weber Chevrolet and WeberChevrolet.com. Now, now, now here's, Skip, here's Weber. Skip Weber. What's going on, Skip Weber, on this wonderful fall Wednesday?
1: Well, I'm looking for a clinching game tonight, please, by the Texas Rangers. Come on.
0: Uh, do you think this Series has had great ratings around the country.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, look—if it's not New York or LA, I think it never has good ratings. Maybe a Philadelphia here or there, Atlanta. But it's—I know—I know the people of Texas are excited about it. That's a pretty big state. Yeah, close but to Dallas. It's been a great. It's been a great city. I mean, it's been a great series. It's a cool series, and it's a good. It's good stories on both sides, and mm-hmm. you know that's what that's what we need. And Major League Baseball needs to quit worrying about. Uh, the massive ratings, they still have a lot of people watching. Okay. It's still a great gig to, to sell advertising for. So, um, I don't know. I, I would, I would say let's not, uh, uh, worry too much about ratings, in my opinion.
0: Actually, I've watched, according to baseball, I've watched pretty much all of the games. I enjoy them. Uh, the Diamondbacks, who of course only won, I think, 86 games, people compared them to the Cardinals, but the Cardinals in 2006 won the thing, and Arizona looked like they're all the way out of it, Skip.
1: Yeah. Yep. I thought that when Garcia and Scherzer both went out and got removed from the roster, that, that's going to be bad news for Texas, but they already had the 2-1 to lead in games. So they had that edge there. And they're not a one-man team mm-hmm. by any means. I mean, you saw what they did. They scored ten runs by the fourth inning yesterday, and the game was over. Even though the Diamondbacks made had a small comeback, they never got close again. So now it's three to one. They're on the bubble. I don't think Texas has lost a road game this postseason, no. and they're playing on the road tonight. So, um, man, I just I, I think I think that that uh, they've got it, and I say we've got it. I mean, I'm kind of a little minor bandwagon, but I've been to over 100 Rangers games in my life, okay? (laughs) I was a big follower of them when I lived there. I don't follow them as much. It's a lot harder, not in the city, Uh, and with the Cardinals being my first love, I just, you know, went after them, but I, I root for them whenever I can. Didn't root for them in 2011 against the Cardinals. Rooted for them the year before against the Giants. And I kind of, just a real brief minor following of him just to see what's going on. But I've been real excited for him all postseason and and had him as my team to hope to win from the start of the postseason. So I'm pretty happy for him. And uh, it's been, like I said, it's been an outstanding, outstanding series.
0: That stadium is not that far from Dallas, is it?
1: No, it's between Dallas and Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, it's a Dallas and a Fort Worth stadium. It's right smack between them. And I, I lived in the north end of Dallas when I was down there and it took me about thirty minutes to get to the game. It wasn't that bad. But yeah, it's it's definitely you know, Dallas uh citizens are are very, very, very big Ranger fans.
0: Actually Christian Walker is my favorite player on the Diamondbacks and he took uh Goldie's place with the team as the first baseman.
1: Yep. Yep. And he's been a good he's done a good job. Uh you know, I like seeing Tommy Pham playing well, too. Oh, so.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up, Skip. I'm so happy for Tommy Pham.
1: Yeah. He long just... road. Long road to the... Uh to the uh where he is now to respectability and to you know good see a good career never i don't think you'll ever be able to call him a superstar he just had too much bumps and bruises in the beginning of his career and so uh, even as good as he is he's just kind of old he's not going to develop into a better and better player like you would if he had started this if he was only like 23 years old right now so um, and the same thing with Garcia. Garcia is a very, very late bloomer. Everybody tells me, why can't the Cardinals recognize that talent? Well, guess what? He didn't play that well here in our organization or on the team. Right. And then he was des- he, we traded him to Texas for cash. And then he was designated for assignment by the Rangers. And every other team in Major League Baseball passed on on taking him, which would have been a m- m- virtually no cost to them to do so. They all passed on him. And then all of a sudden he worked his way into being a Really, really good player. And and once again, he's just too old on his starts. He's not going to be a superstar, you know, uh, um, Henley Ramirez or or you know Lou Brock or whatever Barry Bonds by any means it's not going to be that kind of career. He may have a couple more good seasons, but it, it'll just be a, a brief moment. But he, it's still he's he's in there now. I think didn't he break David Freeze's record for postseason RBI? I sure mean, did. So. Yes he did. And the, and and he's out for the rest of this series. So, but they did have an extra C- series to do that in. But still. Um, you know, t- it doesn't matter. He's he's done a great job.
0: Getting back to Tommy Pham, this guy spent practically his entire career in the minor leagues. Came up in major leagues. He only signed skipped a series of one year contracts. Made a lot of money. He's been from team to team. He was in St. Louis. Very outspoken. I think maybe that's what got him out of here.
1: That probably was. We had a crowded outfield at the time. I don't think he was really better than anybody else that we had here. It was exciting to see, hear his story, but that probably worked a little bit against him uh, when they did that. You know, And also his age did, too. Mm-hmm. His age did, too. When you consider that, when he was just equal to a couple guys that are a few years younger than him, you want to assume that those guys a little bit younger than him are going to develop better. Well, it didn't really happen to be that way, but but still, I mean, here he's—it's a great story, and I'm very very happy for him.
0: He's gonna be a, he's a journeyman, and that's just the way it's going to be. He's—we yeah. looked up his net worth the other night. It's thirty-five million dollars. So he's—he's he's done pretty good.
1: Yeah, he's all right. He's got a, he's got some money in the bank. He, he'll he'll do fine for the rest of his life.
0: Here's a developing story here. Dion Sanders says that the Rose Bowl should pay his players. You know, when they played UCLA last Saturday night, someone broke into the locker room, stole jewelry, all kind of uh, memorabilia from his players, even took money out of their pockets. And he says Rose Bowl should reimburse his players. you agree with that?
1: I kind of agree. Mm-hmm. That they're in charge of security. I mean, they, it, their insurance, their insurance coverage would do it. It's not like, look, and I'm not say, saying just do anything because insurance covers it. But the Rose Bowl should be happy to do it. They should be ashamed of themselves if they didn't have security enough. And it's not like they're going to, you know, be out millions and millions of dollars. They should, they should reimburse for them and either turn it into an insurance claim or just pay it out of their own pocket or whatever. They're in charge of that. You go into a opposing locker room, Charlie. You expect there to be a degree of security, don't you? Right. You're out on the field. Yeah. I mean I don't just because it's a Rose Bowl, I mean if he had played, you know, at the University of Houston, wouldn't the University of Houston be responsible Absolutely. Sure, no matter who it is.
0: They would be responsible if they were at Colorado. And it happened.
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. If he was at Colorado in a home game, the university should pay the players back for what they lost.
0: Skip, have you got a chance to look at any NBA games yet? I have, okay. I have not I have not I want you to check out
1: Wimbledon. I've been studying preseason NCAA basketball because that starts that starts soon uh, next week next Monday yeah. it's going to be great
0: March Madness is around the corner your favorite that's sport right. <laughs> that's right <laughs> any movies or concerts that are coming up oh wait no. tell me about what you want me to check out on the NBA uh, Wambi the new 7 foot guy 4 guy with uh, San Antonio you've got to see this kid back play
1: Yeah, a lot of people were telling me about it. You know, a couple years ago, there was a kid out of Gonzaga named Chet Holmgren that was the same height. I I think there's a night and day difference. This guy's so much better than Chet Holmgren was. So much better. Uh, Yeah, I I have not seen him play in games yet, but I've seen some highlights of his brief career and what he's done so far. and I think he's going to be tough to stop. He's going to be tough to stop.
0: In three years... He will be the best player in the NBA. He can shoot. He can. I don't doubt it. Jump, rebound, pass the ball, shoot a three-pointer. I mean, and he's seven foot four, and and he's not clumsy.
1: And here's the deal: people say. I'm glad that he can pass. I'm glad that he can shoot a three-pointer. Okay, but in reality, if he's good with the if he's good on the inside and has basketball skills and is seven four and doesn't get pushed around a lot, he doesn't need those two skills to be a great great player. Helps. You he can make it make him a little better. But if I had a seven four guy who had good footwork, he'd never be beyond the three point line. Period. Mm-hmm. I'd have him down under b- banging and get him the ball, and he's unstoppable.
0: That's right. Now we got two big college games coming up this week, Saturday. Let's we'll talk about Mizzou last. You got Alabama playing host to LSU. How do you see that?
1: I see Alabama winning that game, mm. and I think it probably is not going to be that close.
0: Honestly. Really?
1: Now, well, Alabama took their normal week off. They're ready. I don't think LSU is all that great. I mean, they beat Mizzou, but they shouldn't have. But I don't see a I don't see a big a big resume for LSU and they're playing in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. I, I think all those things work against them. Uh, LSU has got to figure out some way to surprise Alabama and then hang on. But I don't think they will. If I, put it this way, Charlie: if Alabama scores first, turn the game off and watch something <laughs> else because it'll be a blowout. That's mm-hmm. my prediction. That's my prediction. If Alabama scores the first touchdown in the game. Switch the channel if there's a better game on.
0: This may be the biggest game in Missouri football history since Dan Devine was a coach. They go to Athens, Georgia, and take over the number one team that has won a national championship back-to-back. They're undefeated, but they're not as strong as they have been, but they're damn sure good. How do you see that yeah. game? Points for now is 16 and a half.
1: Yep. I think that Mizzou has a chance. Mm-hmm. I would never say bet the farm on them to win, but if you're a betting person, I think that point spread's good Mizzou bet. I really do. Mm-hmm. Don't think they'll lose by that much. No, I mean, here I'm going to say that and they're liable to go out and lose by 30, but but I don't think they will. Mm-hmm. I think they can keep it close, and I and I'm very very uh, optimistic about their chances to pull out an, off an upset. I would not say it's their biggest game in history. They had those couple of years in Chase Daniel, Jeremy Macklin when, when they were leaving the Big Twelve, and they had like they had a game at Oklahoma that was big. They had a couple of big games then, but it is a pretty significant game. Um, you know, they've already lost one. They're not um, they're they're ranked well, but they're they're not a top. Five team like they were back back in back in those days, but uh, but if they beat Georgia, they will be. So that's cool. So it's very very important. Uh, let let's root for them this week, and, and I'm, I'll be watching. Hopefully, they can do it.
0: Okay, some other big games coming up this week. Let me see here. Florida State plays Pittsburgh, but I, I don't think that's going to be a problem.
1: Low-out city.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Florida State's probably Charlie Florida State's probably the best team in the country.
0: Could be. They,
1: oh, that's that's who I would say. I would say I I, I would pick them as the best team. I know George. I mean, it's easy to say Georgia because because of, of all that. But but if you want to just think out of the box and pick somebody else besides knowing that you think you, they don't look as good as last year, I'd say Florida State over I, any of the Big Ten teams.
0: I forgot to say the uh, college football playoff poll came out last night. Did you see it? No. Because I hate it. The number one, the the playoff, this is for the playoffs. Number one is Ohio State ahead of Georgia. Because Ohio State has played a tougher schedule, and that's why they were picked. They have, but they haven't looked dominant either. I mean, it's still no.
1: I'm telling you, Florida State's played as hard as schedule as Ohio State. They should be number
0: one. They were number three.
1: Yeah, well, they deserve it, but they should be number one,
0: I think. They've been number three or four. I've got the list in front of me. Of course, I can't find it. And uh, Michigan, who's in a lot of trouble now with their coach, they're still – they thought the NCAA would not let them be part of the program, but they said they can play too. So the top four is going to be Georgia. I mean, Ohio State, Georgia, Florida State, and Michigan. Those four teams are the top four. Do you,
1: do you want to know why Michigan is not in trouble and can play? <laughs> because they're a blue blood team. That's right. If that was like the University of Tulane or somebody, they'd be banned <laughs> for the postseason. They'd be canceled. You, you and I both know that.
0: Now, there's a little school called James Madison who finally wants to get into the playoff picture, but they can't because of the rules of the NCAA. they got to wait a year. But they're undefeated. I don't think they'd do anything in the playoffs against the big no, boys.
1: No, it's great to see them, and I and, and I know their fans are are you know enjoying it. But they're not they're not in the same. Category. No,
0: they play Georgia State on Saturday. Yeah, so and they'll well, win. I'm yeah. sure they'll win. They're not the same. They're rated number twenty third in the country. But I'm I'm gonna go with you. I think Florida State is the best football team right now in the country. Yep. Number two, I'm gonna shock you. No, I think Georgia's is number number two. I think Alabama is number three right now.
1: They're not. That doesn't shock me. You always think that <laughs> they're great, but they're also a good team. They're a, a good team, game, you know.
0: But yeah. they, they're coming on slowly but surely. Now Michigan plays uh, a downtrodden Purdue team, but Purdue always gives them the trouble.
1: Yep. Uh, they'll, they'll be, they'll be Purdue.
0: Now here's a game that, Purdue. that has you scratching your head. USC plays Washington. Washington's the number fifth rated team, They're in that po- poll as well. But USC skip couldn't stop your sales force from scoring. No, they're
1: terrible. No. Washington wins that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bank on
0: that. Of course, Washington has Caleb Williams. Probably the best college quarterback. He will not win the Heisman again. But you can bank on that and see. Now, here's a good bet. This is a game I'm really going to watch. Oregon State plays Colorado. They should, they'll should. they beat Colorado.
1: They should beat Colorado, but it's going to be fun. Oregon State's a good team. We talked about that last week. They're a good team. And I'm excited for them. You never hear about them. and You rarely hear about them in basketball. You never hear about them in football. I'm really excited for them.
0: Stephen you know, Jackson he used to play across, with the
1: Rams. A, yeah. a team across state, Oregon is one of the best teams. They're really good. They dismantled a pretty good uh Utah team last week. But but um but I, Oregon State is is one of the headlines of this season, I think.
0: Former Rams running back Steven Jackson, that's where he played his college ball at.
1: Yeah, exactly. He exactly. Played there. I
0: remember that. And they were real they've never been a prized NFL team like they are now. Skip these teams are doing like they're doing in college basketball. There is talent from these high schools all over the country, everywhere. Yep. And that's what they're doing. I agree. I agree. I
1: agree. It, it, you know what? It's really fun to see it, in my opinion.
0: Skip, let's talk about Weber Chevrolet. Has your month officially ended?
1: It has officially ended. It ends in the middle of the week, so it's officially ended. We are definitely into November and we're gonna make some deals. The strike is over, they're building cars, you know, don't worry about any of the things going on in the world. The U.S. economy is gonna stay strong and well. I mean, I know it's down in a lot of ways, but still, uh, there's no no risk in it, come on, look at our prices. We're back to pre-COVID pricing, it's gonna be a a good month and we're gonna make some deals with people.
0: And you're getting inventory, correct?
1: Absolutely, Mm -hmm. absolutely.
0: Uh, my daughter can't wait for her car. She's calling me this morning. Dad, you think I it'll come early?
1: I, I'll be honest with you. I can't wait for her to get her car either. I want to know what she thinks. because I, Here, I know she's going to love it, but it's still fun. I mean, it's fun to, to listen to people when they first start driving it. She's going to love it.
0: She finally came down, and she's going to get the tracks. And that, you've been talking about the tracks for a long time.
1: Yeah, it's a great car. It's a great car. It's so affordable. It's got such good uh, gas mileage. It's good safety ratings. It's got all the technology, and it's it's you know an entry level car. We we just we it's our it's our uh, lowest level car as far as price, and and it doesn't drive like it. You would you'd be really surprised to, to hear that.
0: Now your electric cars are on the road already, correct?
1: Except you know, the pickup, we up. have a bolt out there, but our big electric cars are not are not out here yet. we got the uh, Blazer coming, then the Equinox and the Silverado. They'll all be here. By, by this time next year, we'll be selling all three of them. But, but, you know, in the spring, we'll be selling two of them.
0: That's Skip Weber or Weber Chevrolet. I often say two locations in Illinois, Granite City and Columbia. we got the big, big Ford store right next to, to Chevrolet and Granite City. Folks, and of course, two seventy in Olive. Who doesn't in St. Louis? Who has never passed by two seventy in Olive and saw that big W up there that says exactly. Weber Chevrolet? One hundred and twenty years. May not be the same sign, but they've been there one hundred and twenty years.
1: Exactly. You no, know, we, we, you're right. We do have a different sign, but but we are uh, we're, we're here and we're not going away. And we're gonna and we're the best place with the best reviews of all Chevy dealers, and we're the best place to buy. i have I'll stand behind that.
0: That's Weber Chevrolet, WeberChevrolet.com. Folks, go in this weekend. Take a look or go online. All right, Skip, we'll talk to you on Monday. Have a great selling weekend. You
1: too, Charlie. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. The Weber Report was brought to you by Weber Chevrolet.